one. Let's do another fun one, because how can you not talk about this film, since especially it came out and kind of kicked off the Halloween season. Um, actually, I think it came out like end of September, but literally like 30 days past September. So October 1st, the very next day. Most people probably started it, started the Halloween season on October 1st with this film. So Hocus Pocus 2, a sequel from a film that is 30 years old, which is crazy when I think about films that like they wait that long for sequels and I feel like sometimes maybe they cash grabs but then again this went straight to Disney plus so it's odd to think that they put the sequel on the streaming service when it's not that big like I feel like they probably would have been more successful if they put it in theaters like the original was which I do remember the the original one being in theaters now the original one is great of course so does the sequel kind of match up to it? Well, let's also praise the fact that it was thanks to this um, uh, anniversary show that they did about five years ago, um, the Hocus Pocus Halloween Bash, which I guess kind of put the thought into people's heads like, yeah, you know, people sort of want another one. Uh, I haven't gotten to see that documentary yet, but I do want to because it sounds like it's a lot of fun, you know, especially if, you know, you're a Hocus Pocus fan like I am. It was one of my favorite uh, movies as a kid. And, you know, I still like watching it, you know, to this day. Every now and then we'll put it on. It's never a bad watch. You never get bored of it. It's extremely entertaining. And the sequel, truthfully, starts a little rough. But if you're able to get through, like, the first maybe half hour, it's it's a it's a big payoff. It's, it's a big payoff. There are a few things that I know a lot of people probably dislike about it. There's a few things that um, are probably getting it uh, to have a lot of people not talk so highly of it. However, it is in the high 60s on things like Rotten Tomatoes and Metacritic, and Metacritic but um, it is definitely not as highly rated or highly revered as its predecessor from 1993 is um but it is still you know a good enough film especially for a fun family film for the halloween season you know what i'm saying and the reason it starts off kind of rough is i like the concept of you know everything that has to do with um the little girl or, or the teenage girl i should say the teenage girl and her friends and this kind of torch passing storyline they're trying to portray in a way where it's like they bring these three who are sort of sisters together but also doing the backstory of the sanderson sisters going all the way back to um the 1600s during the salem witch trials and what it was like for them as uh like adolescents and then discovering the the mother witch who sort of gave them their powers and where the book comes from so you go through that, you go through the introduction to a lot of the main characters, you see that their original um, witch hut is now, there's a lot of other stores and stuff built around it because of course 30 years old and their actual building has been turned into this apothecary shop uh, run by a witch who is played by Sam Richardson, who is really funny i love him in just about everything that i kind of see him in he's done a lot of things from like uh um veep to playing uh, a side character in other films and whatnot i can't think of any off the top of my head but he's really funny and it's good to see him in there 
and so he plays the um the, the the witch or the warlock if you will of the the apothecary and the main character um it's her birthday he gives her a black candle but it's not really meant to be the real black candle because of course that black candle was supposed to have been burned out in the first film however we go to learn that actually it is a recreation of the black candle and she brings back the sanderson sisters of course that's how it's going to be she brings back the sanderson sisters now the world is vastly different for them, even 30 years after what they experienced in 1993, and they make a lot of jokes about that. There's a whole, like, 25-minute scene of them in, like, a Walgreens discovering, like, makeup and drinking it like it's the it's it's made of children because they're convinced that that's how youth is kept and whatnot. It's, it's funny, but what really kind of threw, throws you off is when you're first introduced, they come out of the ground and they break into this really bad song and it's not a song that like oh you're you're it's catchy like anything from the first one like no it's it's a really bad song and at that point i was kind of like oh no they didn't do that they didn't just do that to this film but thankfully it starts to redeem itself little by little and of course they do they do a lot of things that basically make it a carbon copy of the other one you know they don't have brooms so instead one's using a a fake broom that's like a toy broom the other one is using a Swiffer. <laughs> and then for some reason, the 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 one sister is using Roombas, which is hilarious. <laughs> but I also find it odd that she didn't realize that she would need two of them. <laughs> like, that's that to me is like, you don't know what they are, but you know you need two of them. You know, we'll move past that again. It's just meant to be fun and meant to be funny and whatnot. Um, so you go through the story and you follow them along and they're trying to find the the mayor of the town the mayor of the town is essentially the long descendant of the 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 reverend pilgrim from the 1600 who had them banished from the town at the beginning of the film so it's like the same actor but of course it's meant to be his very much deep descendant down the family line you know 400 years down the family line this is who they have so they're trying to find him because they're trying to use the spell that allows them to not only stay on Earth and not be banished again, but to also become all-powerful witches. And it's a spell that they're warned to not use, ever, because it comes with a great cost. They don't care about the great cost, they're just like, we don't want to go back um, down below, we want to stay alive, we want to be witches, we want to run havoc. So, through the process of trying to get to this guy's father, of course... Uh, not this guy's father, this this girl's um, father. They discover the girl who is the daughter of this character, uh, who's the mayor of the town. She's part of the coven. She's the three friends that, like, are today's modern, you know, Wiccan followers. And that's how the connection is, where they're like, oh, no, they're going after, you know, Cassie's father and whatnot. So they try to save him. Uh, you know, hilarity ensues, of course. It's still fun. It's still meant to be a comedy. It's still meant to be a family film. And it's got its moments where... It really hits home that, like, it's still su such an enjoyable idea. But then, you know, it gets into things like the musical number. There's a, of course, a reimaginative moment where it's like the, the ballroom scene from the first film. But instead, this is a costume contest that they're crashing where it's other people portraying the Sanderson sisters and they hop up as contestants. 
and they lose, of course. But then they go on this rant how they have to find the mayor. And so to put a spell on everybody, they play a song that puts them all in a trance. So what do you think the song choice would be? And what would, what, what would your hope be going into this film for the song? What, what do you think the song would have been? Would your guess be One Way or Another by Blondie? <laughs> no, mine wouldn't be either. But that's the song they decided to go with. And I understand that that's the, the premise is that, you know, they're looking for the mayor. So they're basically saying one way or another, I'm going to find you. I'm going to get you. But what a poor choice of a song for this movie. And it's it just kind of throws you off. It, it makes sense for the scene and it makes sense why it's chosen. But it just... I would have rather something way better, but I I also have to say that I am happy they didn't just redo I Put a Spell on You. I know there's probably a lot of people that probably would have wanted that more than anything else, but truthfully, I think we get enough of it in the first movie. So being that this second movie had to make a different song choice, I understand. But one way or another is definitely not the th song I would have thought they were going to go for. Um... So then they try to find him, they try to find him, they can't find him. So instead, they realize they can use this friend who is the mayor's daughter, who's part of this, you know, group of friends who are trying to stop them because she has the same blood. So they kidnap her, they bring her to the ritual ground, and they try to do the spell. And they're successful, even though they're also at the same time discovering that this, this main character, Becca is slowly developing her powers as a witch in and of itself, which is playing into the turn, the, the idea of, you know, this is meant to be the torch passing kind of film. These are the new witches. This is the new era sort of thing. I don't know if it's meant to lead into anything else, but I hope not. But that's essentially what they're trying to tell. So she's developing her powers. She's trying to fight them. And the Sanderson sisters don't necessarily care. They want to do this spell and they want to live forever. And they also want to be all-powerful. Now, what's also happening is the book doesn't want them to do the spell either. And you don't know why he doesn't want them to do it, but she, the Sandersons are essentially forcing the book to show them the spell. And lo and behold, they cast the spell and are successful, but then the book kind of turns on her and says, you know, I'm going to go back and I'm going to be with this witch now and I need to discover what the Great Sacrifice is. Now, here's where it gets a little sad because the Great Sacrifice is that... Um, uh, Winnie, the, the head Sanderson sister played by Bette Midler, her great sacrifice is she must sacrifice her two sisters. So they kind of disappear and she goes on this like slight rant like, is there anything that can be done where I can be with my sisters? You know, it, it doesn't matter to me to be all powerful and not be with my sisters. And so the book kind of opens up to this spell and the first spell that these three teenagers kind of do together is the spell to reunite them. But what it doesn't do is it doesn't reunite them in the living world. It brings her to the underworld where her sisters are. And that's sort of how they win. And that's how the movie ends. So it's a good it, it's a good story. It has its moments where it kind of trickles away from what you're expecting from the Hocus Pocus film. But then again, what are you exactly expecting? You know, this is it's a sequel to a 30 year old film. The first one, you know is a lot of fun. This is also a lot of fun. You know, it's just fun family Halloween films. And like I said in the last entry about um, The Curse of Bridge Hollow, sometimes it's good to have just fun Halloween films, films that are based on, you know, 
fantasy and can be, you know, funny and can be, you know, just good to watch with kids that don't always want to watch, you know, The Conjuring. You know, you can't always watch that. So I would say do a nice double feature. Watch Hocus Pocus, then watch Hocus Pocus 2. Make it a nice Halloween feature at four for the kids if they've never seen the first one and you're able to watch the second one as well because just as much as the the first one is worth it, I don't think this one is anything to shy away from. I think it's just as worth it, even though it doesn't always hit the marks you would want. Um, but also be careful however you are deciding to watch it because you might get it mixed up with a 1984 <laughs> Chinese fantasy film called Hocus Pocus as well. Don't ask me how I know this exists. Whenever you look up Hocus Pocus, if you don't specify the 1993 version, you might get a 1984 version that's a Chinese, like, comedy, horror, fantasy film. So, be sure, however you decide to watch it, you you watch it through the, the channels that are going to get you the correct copy. <laughs> 